fetch your earbuds, and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in-show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey there, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I'm here with my BFF and business partner, Hernando Umana. Yay, hi. And um, I think one of the, the most interesting things about us being in the cannabis industry is that we um, have figured out a way to self-regulate mm-hmm. ourselves and how do in an industry that has no regulation and that's brand new, how do we prove that we're better than under others? And exactly. of course, we figured out how we do that, and that's how. A third-party lab test thing. Fernando, what's a third-party lab test? Uh, we have uh, an outside, outside source come in and make sure that not only are we pesticide-free, but that um, our full-spectrum CBD is full-spectrum. So our whole panel you'll see not just the CBD amount, but the traces of THC and uh, every other compound in there, um, which is really important. You're going to go on a lot of other websites and they're just going to show you CBD, 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 which is awesome. But um, so yeah, so we, us and a lot of other good companies, if we're a good company um, and are transparent, we get our um, cannabis, our hemp um, tested. And we're making sure that there's no herbicides, no pesticides, mm-hmm. no toxins whatsoever put on the plant while it's growing. Um, and the only way to do that is to have a laboratory test it for all of those things. So that's the best way to find out if, you know, if you don't already know, if you're taking a human um, tincture of some sort or you're doing a pet tincture or salve or treat, you should be able to find that lab certificate on their website and the lab certificate should be current and it should show you what it doesn't have in it mm-hmm. and what it does have in it. You don't want it to just show CBD um, in it. You want it to show all of the cannabinoids in the thing because then that makes it um, full spectrum and make it work better. Yeah, if, you're, if we're going to be giving our, our dogs our, this medicine, we need to be giving them to them correctly um and, and i don't want to give something to my dog where i'm trying to help uh their health and it actually is covered in pesticides so it's really really important to do this it uh, is and we don't know what happens when you heat up something that has a yeah. pesticide in it and how it changes the pesticide and becomes even more dangerous so we don't need them there's ways to grow our food um and our dog's food and not have these toxic chemicals on them. And a lot of people are aware of, um, you know, the fight with someone like Monsanto and Mm -hmm. getting rid of these poisons and how Roundup is literally put on our food to kill weeds but not kill the plant or the the vegetable that it's growing. And these vegetables um, and proteins affect dog food. Uh, So... These toxins cause cancer. Yep. They've been they've been proven to cause um, cancer in humans, and there's not much research for dogs. But we see when a dog eats a kibble, yeah, um, that has a lot of a soy protein in it or a pea protein in it, that it is uh, most likely going to have tumors or get some sort of cancer as it. 
And that brings us to Larry, Larry Bolin. He's the chief operating officer of HRI Labs. Um, they're a nonprofit independent laboratory um, that they're helping the food and agriculture um, industries be more transparent about the pesticides, especially glyphosate, which I'm pretty, pretty sure I'm saying wrong. But that's the one that's uh, the dangerous one that's in Roundup and that has been linked to cancer. Um, he actually has a test where you can test your water and your urine of your family members or your pets to see the levels, to see if you need to fix something. Um, and then they actually give you recommendations on what to look for and what you can do about it if you see, if you find these um, hidden toxins in your dog's uh, body um, or your family's body or in your water. Um, but it's amazing how much of it is in it. And the good thing is how much of this toxin is in food and water and how easy it is, though, to get it out of your body. So it's re we're really excited to talk to him today and, uh, and get more educated about how these are dangerous for us and our family and our, our pets. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart Pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, Smart Pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart Pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million Smart Pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Hi, Larry. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you taking the time. Hi, nice to meet you. And um, my, my dog, Ella, is joining us. I, I hope that's okay. Oh, yay. My dog, Blanche, is here. And, uh, oh, great. She's got a lot to say. Yes. All the <laughs> others are in seclusion because they don't know how to behave when the, the UPS <laughs> man knocks on the door or anything. <laughs> right. Only only Blanche is in here with us. So, but I'm glad. Thank you so much for um, joining us. First of all, let's talk about what started you on this journey and how did you get here? Sure. Uh, I right out of college, I, I was a test engineer for NASA. That was my my big dream to to work on satellites. And 
So yeah. I learned a lot about technical things through mm-hmm. through the discipline of, of engineering, and uh, later was introduced to environmental concerns, and uh, ended up working in Washington D.C. on public health issues, health and where where it connects with health and environment, and agriculture is one of the biggest places where our health is affected by the environment, like you were saying, by the pesticides that are sprayed on crops. And so ever ever since, I've looked for ways to apply technology to answer questions like, how much exposure do we have to pesticides? Mm -hmm. And what can we do to avoid them? And you've given the consumer power to, to test this, right? Like you've created tests so that we can see if we've got pesticides and herbicides in our water and in our food. Exactly. Uh, the, the work I've been doing led, led me to, um, to found a, a nonprofit independent laboratory where anybody could be tested, either have their food tested or have themselves tested, even have their dogs tested. And that was interesting. We, we never planned, for in- instance, to test dogs for their exposure to this herbicide Roundup. Uh, but people called us and asked if we could do it. And we said, yeah, we'll just make an ad- adaptation of the test. And sure enough, people have been sending samples. It's dog urine is how we, we test a urine sample. And then we send a report back explaining how much exposure the animals had. And did you find that it was more than than humans were exposed to? Oh, my gosh. We, we were so <laughs> surprised. The, the average for dogs, and we, we've tested about 60 now, the average is 30 times higher than the human average. Wow. wow. I'm constantly telling people when their dogs are just suffering from some sort of horrible allergic reaction is, remember, they're right down on the ground. They're inhaling, smelling everything so mm-hmm. they always get it all up in their, in their mm-hmm. sinuses mm-hmm. and into their bloodstream. And then I was just mentioning to someone the other day, you know, walking by where they got the little signs that say, keep your dogs off the lawn, your kids and dogs off the lawn until the poison they put on the lawn dries. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to, to me either. So what, mm-hmm. did you, what did you find that these dogs, were they suffering from anything? Did you find that they had a higher rate of cancer or allergies or immune deficiencies? We, we wonder about that because... Uh, a, a clear link has been drawn, for example, to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in humans and mm-hmm. glyphosate. That's what all those lawsuits are about in California right now with the big settlements. Well, well dogs get lymphoma too, and mm-hmm. dog lifespans have been going down. And it, it makes me wonder whether the increased rates of cancers in dogs are because of the chemicals uh, to which they're exposed uh, in their environment, but more so through their food. This was another eye-opener for us. Yeah. We, we, uh, we ask each person who tests their dog to participate in a voluntary survey, for example. We've been looking closely at the survey answers, and the big eye-opening result is that food is the largest source of the herbicide uh, exposure of dogs. It's more than what they might see walking on grass. And that is because they're because the food has corn, soy, those types of things that are found in a lot of these kibble diets? You're, you're exactly right. Kibble has the highest levels of any type of dog food. And then another surprise, uh, but, but when you think about agriculture, it, it's not so surprising, but this move away from grains like corn and soy Mm-hmm. with replacements like pea protein, chickpea flour, and lentil flour. And it was a surprise. People were thinking, oh, well, I'll get away from the grain, and these, these other alternative proteins should be better. But it turns out that those are sprayed with the most 
amount of glyphosate of any crop. Wow. Yeah, and my own dogs came out at 10 times the human average, and we were looking at, we, we feed them raw food, so right. raw chicken, raw beef, and that, that has the lowest amount, virtually zero glyphosate in the raw foods. Then in the middle is canned food, by the way, that's, right. that's maybe 10 times as much, and then the highest is the kibble. So we're scratching our heads, what, what's going on? We got to look at everything we're feeding them, and it turns out that some of the little biscuits we give them to make them sit, you know, or to, to come along if they're lagging on a walk, um, the biscuits had either uh, chickpea flour or oats, and those two are some of the, the highest glyphosate foods. Wow, that's amazing! Just, so, did you yeah. so did you were you able to do a test after by taking them off of that? There she goes. Oh, yeah, I love uh, what, what, we had, they're going off. We, we have three dogs. We love our dogs. Yeah. Um, we we switched to organic treats, and and that's made a big difference. Good. And the big, and the good news is there's lots of great quality treats, and you you can use or treats that have organic lentil or chickpea flour. Those are going to have low to no glyphosate in those. Right. So we're we're okay with the pea and lentil. We're just we just want them to be organic so that they don't have the dangerous pesticides and herbicides on them. Um, my observation is, is is there's a there is a dramatically lower level. Now I understand there's some research on whether dogs get adequate nutrients if they're being fed plant protein instead of animal protein that's a different story but i think it has to do more with the balance of the proteins in the diet right if you went all all vegetarian for a dog that's not doesn't comport with its natural evolution so that might cause some problems so if we've got a dog who is suffering, um, who's got cancer, is this? Would you suggest they get the test, and or do we already know that that's most likely probably what the problem is? And then what steps should do you think they should take next? You know, I I met some folks who are are doing clinical trials on dogs who ha- that have cancer, and they went to an all raw diet, like almost like a paleo or primitive diet for dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they they found that over half of the dogs' cancers reversed. So they're like us. It was yeah, yeah. It was a startling startling finding, but it makes you wonder. It it, it certainly couldn't hurt to to mimic what they did. Right. No, we I have a grooming and boarding business, and we see uh-huh. dogs with every type of ailment you could possibly imagine. And of course, we always uh-huh. start with what are you feeding them. How often are you vaccinating? What flea mm-hmm. and tick, you know, medicine or toxins are you putting on them? Um, uh-huh. So all of that is contributes to what their health and what's happening. But I know when the cancer, they get the cancer diagnosis that they're willing to do anything. And that's when they really start listening and, and understand we are, mm-hmm. we are what we eat and let food be thy medicine. So it's amazing. Right. Um, how yeah. does the, how does the, the, I always get this question, um, because everybody wants, uh, CBD and, um, cannabis medicine to be regulated by the FDA, but the FDA isn't regulating, keeping these poisons out of our food system. So why not? Why, why, how are these toxins in our food system and our, and in our dog's food? Mm, that, that's, that's a, not, that's a question that could fill a whole program. I think. <laughs> The simplest answer I could give, especially having been a, a lobbyist for a number of years on health and environmental issues, the simplest explanation is the agencies have conflicted agendas. 
and that's that's just the way they're designed. They they have dual agendas to try to promote health, but also to promote the businesses of chemicals and agriculture. So how can they possibly be faithful just to the purpose of protecting our health if they also have the mission of pr- pr- promoting products like glyphosate? I get it. I, it's, it's a hard thing because people don't, you know, you got people that get it, um, that, that that exists. And then there's people that don't understand, especially in cannabis medicine, that if it's mm. something that's good and not going to hurt us, then why isn't the FDA have their seal of approval on it? And then we're like, okay, but the FDA has their seal of approval on things that kill, you know, millions of people. So it's a, it's a hard thing to explain to people. So I would, I loved that you have kind of your view on that. Um, what are, besides dog food, besides, uh, you know, Roundup, is there anything else that we can do to help keep our dogs away from exposure from these dangers? Believe it or not, if, if your dog is eating deer poop on its walk, mm-hmm. that's probably a source of glyphosate, especially if you live in a farm area where the deer are grazing on cornfields. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's That was another thing we, through our, research and uh, review of other other people's studies, we learned that 80% of glyphosate is actually eliminated from the body uh, through the back end. So that means that deer poop would be loaded with it. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. I remember learning that, you know, the field next door, depending on what they were fertilizing, their field's worth 
were with that it would run off into our lake and poison our mm-hmm. lake. So then it was, uh, okay, how do we make sure everybody on the lake knows don't fertilize your yard because you're poisoning the lake that you swim in. So it's, it's important to get that information out there and let them understand that. But that's a, a good point. I would think that it would go for rabbits and any type, any animal that goes out mm-hmm. there and eats on a field or eats on something. That's right. Exactly. And uh, we're also, we're looking at ways to detox. The interesting thing about this chemical is it's a little different than say DDT. It tends to wash out of the body. So um, with, with a, a shift in diet, whether it's a person or, or an animal, you can, you can see a drop towards zero in about three to five days if you take the sources of exposure away. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, it's very encouraging. Um, my, my colleague and co-founder of the lab did an experiment on himself where he did that very thing. He ate a ton of Quaker Oats and Cheerios loaded with glyphosate for a couple mm-hmm. days. Then he went all organic for a week. And his levels went from super high down to virtually nothing until he cheated a little bit and had a pizza at a local restaurant. (laughs) The wheat and the crust bumped his levels up again. Oh, that's hilarious. I don't think people people realize how it affects you and how your body, if it's healthy and your immune system's healthy, how it can heal itself and get rid of the crap that gets in there somehow. Isn't that something? Yeah, the, the liver and kidneys, they're very effective at flushing this out. Uh, our new experiment is one I ran on myself, by the way. I, I did the same thing as my, my partner at the lab, but I, I also used a sauna, and we, I collected sweat and I'm sent, sent it to the lab to, to have it tested and see if that's a way to, say, accelerate the, the dumping of the toxin from the body. And? I don't know yet. Uh, the samples just arrived. We'll find out soon. Very cool. I know when I eat too much garlic, it's sweat anatomy, so I think it might be the <laughs> same the thing. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying... Right? And that's what I'm trying for my natural uh, flea here on the, uh, we're in Florida. So we have like a uh-huh. horrible flea outbreak this year and um, mm. trying to do it naturally is very, very difficult. I have diatomaceous earth all over the place. They're getting garlic, yep. they're getting mm-hmm. lemongrass. It's like a constant battle. Um, what, do, let me, what do you feed your dogs? I would love to know. So uh, in in, uh, Baltimore, where I live, we have uh, a locally produced natural and um, raw dog food mixed with some veggies. And so that's really high quality stuff. We give them that and then we we supplement it because you don't always get the minerals you need from just the raw food. Mm -hmm. So we give them a a big scoop of pumpkin with every meal, stewed pumpkin, uh, and then uh, a big scoop of veggie mix that we just steam a variety of veggies, blend them, and have that at the ready for every meal. That's amazing. And where do you do the pumpkin? How do you get the pumpkin? Just find you know, organic? We just buy it. Yeah, buy a big can of it. Um, usually organic, but I worry less about pumpkin. It, it tends to be a lower pesticide food. So one way to, to save some money, if you're looking at uh, providing this, this really healthy natural diet, you can, you can do conventional pumpkin and not worry about exposing your dog to a lot of pesticides. And do you think that the big increase i know the increase in cancer for human beings has a lot to do with the toxins in our environment same thing with dogs i i'm convinced of it i think yeah. that the, based on how much is in the diet i think that's probably the contributor and also the the level of these herbicides has gone up so dramatically in the last 20 years the cancer rates in dogs seems to be tracking it 
I don't have the absolute proof. It would take a really big study to do that. Right. But I, I see enough enough correlation that I'm really cautious and I try to minimize their exposure as well as mine. I do too. I get I have gotten to the point where I can see a dog walk in and ask the owner some questions and pretty much determine what they feed their dog. And basically uh, they do what a I would say a typical and a typical good dog owner. I was a good dog owner. I bought mm. the food and did what my vet told me, um, mm-hmm. which killed my dog. <laughs> so oh my. it's a hard it's a hard thing to to change their mind about something that their vet told them. But when they're standing right. there and their dog is obese and covered in tumors and oh, you know got yeah. black on its belly and its feet are swollen, you're like, okay, I'm gonna bet that you're eating kibble. Um, and sometimes I can even guess mm-hmm. how bad the kibble is. Like if it's kibble and bits, which the mm-hmm. first ingredient is corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup. Oh, okay. So sometimes it's really and, easy to go, this is what's wrong with your dog. <laughs> right. And Angela, have, have you ever looked into the question of longevity? Uh, and uh, it seems yes. like lifespans are lower. Have you, have you looked at that topic? I have. And it's not only is um, longevity, people are giving up when their dogs are 13, 15 years old, but uh-huh. their dogs have so many problems at 13, 15 years old, they don't want to deal with it anymore. And they have no oh. idea how to deal with it because the dog is now peeing everywhere. It's got diarrhea. It's always itching. It's coughing. Mm. So you since I've owned my grooming and boarding business for three years, I've uh-huh. had a rescue farm for 10 years. In the oh, three wow. years, I have t- I have taken in probably 10 dogs, and most of them are seniors. Dogs that they no longer want to pay yeah. for it. Because, and then, of course, I get them, and they're on 10 different medications, yeah. different shampoos, and I take them off everything, change their diet, and give them some CBD in there they're awesome oh it's great that's and sometimes great. i just want to go here here's your dog back in one piece <laughs> which oh. i have which i have done i fostered and then they can't really? keep it up they'll take the dog back they'll go back to doing yeah. everything cheap again and then there's an issue and then they have a 400 hundred dollar vet bill well if we right. took a care of them all that time we wouldn't have that 400 hundred dollar vet bill in the end i'm convinced so. of it I, i've had a couple dogs that lived to 12 one of which was a chocolate lab but my, my eldest right now is 14 and a half. Awesome. She is as healthy as can be. She wrestles every morning with the four-year-old. They play tug-of-war every single morning. Wonderful. And I just can't believe the health of this dog, Shadow. She's a boxer lab mix. I think oh, it's, great. It's, it's partly, we put her on that, that healthy diet seven years ago. And she's just it's been robust. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, if she does have any, um, you know, joint stiffness or achiness i'd love to send you some of our cbd tincture ease it's just full spectrum cbd um has some turmeric in it and oh, really? frankincense mm-hmm, and hemp seed oil so i watch dogs that you know my dogs i let's see i have an 11 year old we just lost our 18 year old chihuahua um mm. we have an 11 year old schnauzer um nina's seven blanche is seven jolene is <laughs> about that age Maza I don't know she's a rescue she looks seems like she's <laughs> about five but uh-huh. um it's my schnauzer it was the same way he's puppy like like loves to run up the stairs and then I could just see him stop like I can't do it anymore and like look at me <laughs> like what's going on and now 
he's, you know, running around like a puppy again because he doesn't have the inflammation in his joints. Purely from an all-natural substance, which is a plant that I have to worry right. about, you know, herbicides being put on. Yeah, well, that's great. It, in my next life, I want to be born as a dog, and I want you to be my human. Yay! I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get told that lot, a lot, matter of fact. Someone said that. I would like to come back as a dog, but as Angie's dog. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I think yours might eat better than mine, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Well, Larry, it was awesome. How can they find out more? Um, I would love to to tell or share our listeners with your your testing kits. If someone is interested in testing their water or how mm-hmm. much uh, of the herbicide they have in them, how do they get in touch with you and your website and all that? Oh, sure. It, it's a it's a seven character website. It's HRI. That's for Health Research Institute Labs L A B S. Because we're a nonprofit organization, hrilabs.org. And they can order the um, your test there. Yep, uh, it's it's a direct direct to consumer test. So we ship out um, a little box with a urine collection cup in it, just like you'd see at the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. It includes round trip postage, so you just put your sample in the box, seal it up, and pop it in the mail, and it gets to us a couple of days later. We test it. That's amazing. And when if we get the, the results back, what do we do then? We see that we, we have also, too much in our system. Yeah. We change our diet. What do, you know, I'm sure people would like to, is there a blog? Is there somewhere they can go to to go, what the heck do I do now? What are steps? Sure. Well, as engineers and chemists, we don't give medical advice, but right. we do include a, a two-and-a-half-page fact sheet that gives people tips on what kinds of foods are super high in glyphosate, which ones are low. And then there's a bunch of um, references to studies that other people have done about health concerns in glyphosate. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Larry. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and educate us today. Well, thank you, Angela. It's been a pleasure. So I'm, I'm guessing for any industry, uh, any natural, these natural remedies that I feel like are being kept from us mm-hmm. because of big pharmaceutical companies. Yep. Uh, we're not the only thing, you know, we're not the only one. Cannabis isn't the only one out there that's natural and can do amazing things. Um, but we also have to be careful of that. We're getting the real thing and, um, and look, get these, how important these, uh, the, these lab certificates are to prove it. It's so infuriating that we have to do this to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad he's here to help um, and figure this out. I, I, it just, there's so much he says today that, just made me so mad because he and he's absolutely right uh it's uh i I think what's really important for all of us is to know that you know we're all taught uh we all need to look at each other in the same playing field and know that we uh we can educate each other yeah um and uh we're all gonna learn from each other um i'm so happy i mean he started a nonprofit organization to help people figure out if they're being poisoned by this herbicide so i think it's really cool that you're able to do it but you know what if you got a gut feeling your dog's covered in tumors and there's he's got poison in his food and it's probably from some sort of chemical that's being put on it or put being put on the food when it's being grown yeah so it was very interesting information. I learned a lot. So did I. Awesome. Another way for us to uh, figure out how to heal our dogs naturally. 
Thank you for joining us here on It's a Dog's Life with Angela Artelino. You can follow me at AngelaArtelino.com or CBDDogHealth.com. You can download our past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, or on iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.